This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. If you are offended by potty talk, well, then you might be offended. Hello, and welcome to the best of the gist. It is the Saturday show, though this may not be Saturday. I do have to say... It's also, statistically speaking, probably not Sunday, because Sunday, this Sunday, has only 23 hours in it. So there's less of a chance that you are downloading and listening to the show. All the downloads we usually get at like 2.13 a.m. on Sunday won't exist because there is no 2.13 a.m. The best episodes that we bring to you, one from this week and one from the GIST archives, this week is on Monday. I talked about Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who's been missing, by the time you hear this, maybe for four weeks, detained in Russia, possibly turned into a bargaining chip by Putin in the Russian regime on a drugs charge. I kind of go through the internet reaction to that and bums me out a little bit. We're really coming apart at the seams. So for the archival interview, I wanted to think of a guy who brings us all together. Perhaps the loveliest celebrity ever to come on The Gist will be joining me. It's a 2017 interview with Mr. Henry Winkler. The name of that episode, I remember, was called The Fonz on Fonts. I don't know if it worked as a pun, but he's just such a nice guy, as I think you will find. Henry Winkler, Brittany Griner, up next. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. WNBA player Brittany Griner has been detained by Russia for, they say, hash oil in a vape pen. Though this news broke over the weekend, the detention happened weeks ago. How many weeks is unclear, maybe three. Griner is one of the stars of the WNBA. She's a dominant force on both sides of the court. She finished second in WNBA MVP voting last year, second in MVP voting three years ago. She was hurt in the season in between. She has seven All-Star game appearances. What I'm trying to do is paint a picture of how important a player she is, how famous a player she is to WNBA fans. She would be the equivalent in men's terms of Joel Embiid, let's say. If Joel Embiid were detained by Russia, you would think you would hear about it earlier than three weeks after the fact. There is a strategy in not publicizing kidnappings or detentions by oppressive regimes which view high-profile Americans as prizes. The more heat there is on a kidnapping slash detention, the more it plays into the hands of a government which may want to turn a detainee into a bargaining chip. 
And Griner, a six foot nine non-binary out lesbian arrested on drug charges, may represent to Putin a prize who he could turn into a symbol of American decadence. Though, given that Griner's arrest seems to have predated the war, you wonder if people with Griner's interests at heart, including the U.S., might have been wiser to have clamored publicly for her release as soon as her detention was learned about. It's harder to threaten Putin with sanctions now that he has been sanctioned in ways that were inconceivable when Griner was first arrested. So, to some extent, sad as it is to say, Putin has already won. There isn't hope for Griner's release. I'm not saying that. Anthony Blinken, though taciturn in a press conference yesterday, did talk about the subject and say the U.S. was devoting resources to Griner's safe return. But Putin's objective in his disinformation campaigns is to identify a wedge in U.S. society and widen it. Griner's arrest should just engender a universal response, something like, oh my God, I hope she's unharmed. I hope everyone in a position of authority is doing all they can to that end. That's what every American should be saying. That's what they should be thinking and feeling and tweeting. It is not what they're tweeting. Twitter's algorithm for top tweets tells me about the situation via the eyes of some guy named Nick, Nick Adams, Twitter bio, best-selling author endorsed by President Trump, longer bio online. His books have been endorsed by Chuck Norris, Mike Huckabee, Sean Hannity, Dennis Prager, Ben Carson, Alan West, Dana Perino, and the NRA. So, Nick Adams, more than a quarter million Twitter followers, tweets, I hope when Brittany Griner eventually makes it back to the United States that she's found a new appreciation for the national anthem and everything it stands for. Because Griner had voiced her displeasure that the national anthem was played before WNBA games. And then they have a picture of Griner, Nick Adams does, with the label woke activist and WNBA player. So that is a criticism from the right that Griner has failed America. The opposite view put out by Deadspin headline, America has failed Brittany Griner, subhead. Why does one of the best basketball players in history have to play ball in Russia anyway? The answer to this article by Jesse Spector is America just doesn't have a big market for women's basketball, like it doesn't have a big market for Formula One racing or top-tier men's soccer players that go overseas to make more money than they could in the United States. The pay equity question is a somewhat interesting debate. But I do think now is the time to blame American society. But if that only plays into Putin's hands abstractly, consider this tweet from Andy No. Andy No is an incendiary Twitter presence with a shade under a million followers. He's famous for going toe-to-toe and often face-to-fist with Antifa. No tweets. The Phoenix Suns confirms the woman arrested in a Russian airport is WNBA lesbian star player Brittany Griner arrest photo from a prior assault and domestic violence case. There are only, I don't know, 10,000 pictures of Brittany Griner that aren't a mugshot. So this shows that America, or the slice of it optimized for views, has come apart exactly when it should be coming together and Putin's work is done. Only it may yet to be in the case of Brittany Griner. We're not going to do anything stupid, are we? Don't you hurt him. Nobody's going to hurt anybody.
we're all going to be like three little Fonzies here. And what's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correcto mundo. And that's what we're going to be. We're going to be cool. Although Fonzie is not only cool, Fonzie or Henry Winkler, who played Fonzie famously, is author of the multi-series Hank Zipser books. Hank Zipser is a boy with uh, dyslexia, and we have traced him, Henry, through how many books now? 34. 34 books. So this one uh, that I have before me, which uh, I think the subtitle is Always Watch Out for the Flying Potato Salad. Which, right. it sounds better in the original Latin, but... I, you know what? It, it, uh, I, I couldn't put the original Latin on there because I would never be able to read it. <laughs> so these books come from... My life. Your life. Yes. And when did you know the word dyslexic? Uh, I knew it uh, when I was 31. Uh, My uh, stepson, who came into my life when he was four, was in the third grade. Uh, We had him tested, and everything that they said about him was true about me. And did you say, wait a minute. I said I was pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. I I I said I I was angry because... I got, I got uh, humiliated. I felt bad about myself. I was punished. I was grounded, uh, all for no reason. Yeah. Well, a lot of this is your parents, and they were well because it's hereditary. And, yeah. But d- your dad was this multi multi linguist, um, brilliant yes. mathematician. Yeah, it must have skipped him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, skip- or maybe he was so short it went right above his head. <laughs> you know. So, what coping mechanisms did you employ? Humor. Mm-hmm. I uh, was a uh, class clown. And uh, because I was so embarrassed all the time, I would make people laugh and I could win the dance contests at the school dances. Yeah. I think that came into play one time. Joni was bumped off the cheerleading squad. That's right. And you won the dance contest. Well, in the sixth grade, my parents took me to see the Musayev uh, Russian folk dancing. And it was so powerful. And I was so moved by it. I taught myself a uh, a bastardized version of the Kazatsky. Yes. So I did that in Temple. Yes. And I did it at school dances. Yes. And then I did it on Happy Days. Were you ever in a a production of Fiddler where they do that? I was never. Never in, yeah. in a production of Fiddler. Uh, now I could probably play the horse, <laughs> you know. But uh, no, I, I never, I never was. Um, did what about memorizing scripts? I mean, you got your MFA from Yale, yes, nineteen seventy. Yes, that must have been hard. Uh, it was hard uh, because at that time, having no sense of self, it was very hard for me to focus. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to um, to just give over to the script because I was always so worried all the time. And it has taken me basically up until now to become the actor I dreamt of being when I first started. And you think the dyslexia was... In- I do. I do. I, I think that I was so uh, not in charge yeah. of my own self. I was the bowl of jello before you put it in the icebox to congeal. I was shaking all the time. So here I am talking to the Fonz, but I want to talk about the font because I never knew this until I read the right. forward of this book. I, you know, the what? font is amazing. That's right, and I never knew about the font. So this uh, is new. The font this is that you brand in the book. new, okay. and it's never been used in America tell, tell before. Tell us about this. It was devised by a dad in Holland for his children who are dyslexic. I believe he himself is dyslexic. 
what he has done is the the sea, uh, the opening of the sea is farther apart than most seas. It the 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 ink is heavier. The words are weighted. The uh, extension of the F is longer. The dissension of the G is longer. And he put together this font that made it easier for the reluctant reader yes. to join the I and the page and have them be friends. And I have to say that 100 out of 100 readers who did not know this and weren't dyslexic would in no way say there's something weird about this font. It just looks like it's a little whimsical and it's appropriate whimsical. for a children's book. Right. But that's good. That's who but should be when you this. look at it. Yeah. You think, oh my gosh, this is really easy to read. Mm-hmm. And especially since Here's Hank is for the beginning reader, is first, second, third grade, for the reluctant reader who thinks I can't do it, this helps them. Are there other things that I, as a non-dyslexic person, don't even think about? There must be little changes that could help the dyslexic person more than you know I've ever even considered. Understanding <laughs> them and not making fun of sure. them. Sure. If I were to go into a store and I paid for a piece of pizza with paper money, I would not know how much change I get back, nor would I know how to count the change in my hand before I left the store and used a calculator. I know you've transacted most of your business in America, but yeah. in England where, or, or Europe, where the money is different, different size, different color, is that any easier? No. No. It is not, not because that. the number is the same. <clears throat> yeah. Once you have it, now, I will yeah. say that the money in Europe is way more beautiful. Yes. Yes. And it used to be way more valuable, but now, no. not really. Well, you know, but even just, um, we are so, we have such mundane <clears throat> money. Although I do have to say, with the euro, you know, they have uh, bridges and mostly bridges, some some other forms of uh, transport or infrastructure. But the point was, it can't be a real bridge. It just has to sort of symbolize, because if it was in one country, it would alienate that right. country. Yeah. So it's kind of an ecumenical right. uh, currency. So from the planet Orc, it could be a bridge. <laughs> yes. And there's a Happy Days reference. So this gets us into a few of the questions I've always wanted Go right to ahead. I'm I'm here. Okay, go. Do you have a kinship with Jaleel White, who played Urkel? I don't, except that I understand how difficult it is to play a character, have such wonderful success, have such a great fan base, and then you are only known for one character. And he and just and Gomer Pyle is in the same field where they yes. start off as a minor character on a show, right. and immediately they become the main Absolutely. focus. Absolutely. Now this gets me to my next question. Yes. Do you bemoan? Do you know Jaleel? Uh, no, I've not met him. I know no. he's good at basketball. But, yeah, but oh, there's, see, there you go. There's the Fonzie Urkel. And they're both great names, too, Fonzie and great. Urkel. And, and Gomer produced yeah. by the same team. Is this true? Tom Miller, Bob oh. Boyette, Eddie Milkus. Yeah. Was part of the becoming a different character, was being a tough character, a tough guy? No, I don't think it mattered. It did? No. Uh, Now, certainly the Fonz was everybody I wanted to be. Yeah. And I never was, you know, I, I was never in that kind of control. I never had that kind of social life. Uh, I was never the, um, the apple of my, uh, you know, circles, uh, you know, of friends. But uh, I don't know even if that sentence made sense. <laughs> the apple of the circle of friends? Yes, the apple yes. of their eye. The apple of the eye. I don't, the worm I, and the apple. Leader. Of, yes, 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 yes. You know, I was always the, I was the core or the stem. <laughs> so it, it took me a while to relax into being Henry. You mentioned character actor. and. Yes. It's a crude distinction, but often a character actor is a really good actor who doesn't have the matinee idol looks. But as the Fonz, 
you're this sex symbol. And right. then once they cast you as the Fonz, you become the Fonz. And I guess everyone agrees, this is a good-looking, sexy guy. Okay, but I think that uh, that the good looks was not really, I was not, you know, classically great-looking. Uh, I think that they liked the character, yes. ergo I became Good looking. Right. And everyone on the show agrees, oh, this is the this is the guy that well, I was better looking than a lot of people on the show. Yeah, that's very important you know, to I act mean, next to uh, uh Anson Williams. Yeah. Well, he was a good looking one. I was he thinking was, of he had the Ralph Nauf. Ra- oh, Ralph now yeah. is very handsome. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Fonzie's inability to say love. This is wrong. To say wrong. Oh, to say he's wrong. Yes. Yes. I could say, hey, listen, I want to tell you something. I love this interview. <laughs> but I could not say. Could not admit. I could not admit that I was <laughs> Okay. That I was <laughs> So here's my question. What? Does does Happy Days invent that? Is do that the a- rest of this interview is the fonts. <laughs> That'd be okay. Okay, man. All right. So by the way, where did a guy from Milwaukee get this accent? It was very simple. <laughs> he was he was born in Milwaukee and he studied in uh, New York City. Yeah? Yeah. Where? Which section? I would say the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Gary Marshall came from. <laughs> so His real name was Marshallelli. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. Right. Um, Get so to the question. Not saying wrong. Right. Did, was that invented? Is this an old vaudeville bit? It was. I don't know. Yeah. I do not know that. Uh, the writers, we had uh, many, many writers. Yes. Uh, and they came up with this, and uh, that's what I did. I couldn't eat liver. Right. I couldn't you, say You were ashamed of admitting it. You didn't want, you didn't want Richie to divulge this that's as right. a it consequence of his high school reporting. It was my kryptonite. <laughs> I remember that one. Right. But, and the, there's a great episode where uh, Ron Howard holds it up to me and says, come on, take a bite. Uh, liver liver is pretty much gone kids yeah. no longer no longer i used to liver. have liver we yeah. my my parents were very short germans and we had liver and onions and mashed potatoes and tongue and <laughs> tongue, boiled potatoes yeah with a uh, brown mustard oh my god health food yeah i want it yeah. <laughs> yeah i was in a german restaurant yesterday i asked for you the vegetables were. they gave me boiled celery <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yes. But what about Spetzel? Yeah, Spetzel. Hello. Yes. Yeah. So the question, though, with wrong is, yes. as much as we decry the three camera before studio audience, I get the sense. Wait a minute. Who's decrying it? Yeah, some people do. They do? Sophisticates. Sophisticates. This is so-called sophisticates. I get the oh, sense. Oh, take your A-frames and get out of here. <laughs> that you played off the crowd, yes. and when they were loving it, it became its own thing because of the reaction. If you hadn't gotten that live reaction, maybe you wouldn't have I don't know like that, that that's true, mm-hmm. but I had a wonderful time with the audience. Yeah. The audience gives you an energy that it's uh, unlike anything. And, like, and, they, like doing theater. I love going to and being in a play. There were times when the audience would laugh, maybe at not exactly the part you wanted them to. Yes. And you'd give them a look, and it would stay on camera. Well, because <laughs> you know what? It, they screwed up the timing. <laughs> yeah, timing yeah. is everything. But you give them a look in character, hey, like Fonzie going, what are you doing? I'm, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Calm the down. <laughs> now, what did you do? I know that Seinfeld had this problem with Kramer would come in the room, the audience would clap, and they wanted to get rid of this. So though, eventually they said, no more clapping. We upon didn't do each. that. No. You indulged in it. No. Hey, you know what I'm going to do to you? so you'll stop playing games. Now, I would let him go unless you want to make medical history. Good choice. Very nice. Come here, bitch. And then Chachi came in the room and uh, there was more clapping. Yeah. 
So basically, you only had to write half a show. It's, it's, it's the height of your Well, you know what they did? They only wrote half a script for uh, Robin Williams. Uh, it was uh, uh, scene, 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 scene. Robin will do something here. Scene, 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 scene. Everybody had lines but Robin. Uh, your answer about knowing the, the Urkel experience and typecasting. Right. Do you, what, do you celebrate? Do you bemoan? What do you think about the death of monoculture? You know, the idea that there were three networks, we all knew what was going on. The, you like, it was very hard for you to escape well, that role because that's all we had. Yeah, but you know what? I Look, I've been able to do all of this wonderful stuff. I'm going to do a new show with Bill Hader on HBO. Oh, good. We did a wonderful show where I traveled the world with George Foreman, Bill Shatner, and uh, Terry Bradshaw, and Jeff Dye, the stand-up comic. Yeah. We're going again. I saw you guys May. in a dojo. That's at right. At one point. That's right. Yes. And and we're now going um, again uh, on that trip. I got to do Arrested Development. Uh, I got to do Children's Hospital. Now, you cannot tell those people. Yeah. Brilliantly funny people. I did not understand more than two jokes in about seven years. <laughs> I had no idea what I was saying. You were obsessed with jetpacks. There's I nothing was? wrong with well, that. How about that? Was that a great episode? Yes. That was amazing. Not good on the scrotum, but very funny. <laughs> So, now that you have tenure, what are you going to do? I'm going to do what anybody in my position would do. Please say what I hope you're going to say. I'm going to design the world's first consumer jetpack. Yeah! That was totally it. That is exactly what I wanted you... Whoa. Okay, now I hope you say... You're going to help me. Yes! That was it again. We are totally in On the same page. But yeah, and that's that's a great example because this is a niche show. It's a fifteen minute show. It, it would never have gotten exist, on, but for the fracture. That's yeah. right. Now, what happens if you build it? They will come. Good television. You find good television. It's word of mouth. You now today you've got catastrophe, uh, which is, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it is incredibly funny and smart. And uh, Rob Delaney and uh, oh yeah, yeah. the, uh, oh, the Irish God. couple oh, and they the, have the baby fan. and yeah, it's incredible. Uh, and deep we, and and if a network tried to put that on from an era where you couldn't uh, wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten right on. where what was the what was the compromise with you and leather jackets oh. Uh, that I only if I was in a scene with my motorcycle. Could you wear the leather? That's Otherwise, right. it was I too would be offensive to crime. middle America. Okay. Yes. So we, we go from that. We just to, saw Goliath. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable show. So if you build it, we will find it. What a lovely conversation. I enjoyed it very much. Henry Winkler is the author of the Hank Zibzer books. And uh, the newest one is always watch out for the flying potato salad. Here's Hank. Thank you, Henry. Great to meet you. Thank you. And that's it for this, the Saturday show. Thank you, assistant producer Corey Wara and senior producer Joel Patterson and director of Daylight Savings Time for Peachfish Productions, Michelle Pesca. The Gist is presented in collaboration with Libsyn's AdvertiseCast. For advertising inquiries, check out AdvertiseCast.com slash The Gist. And we shall speak to you on Monday. Get some sleep.